This is Dogcast number 81, and Mark Richt is so hot. Go dogs! This weekend, kick ass! Alright dog fans, it's Dogcast number 81. This is your host Derek coming to you from some hotel in Jacksonville. (laughs) I gotta tell you, I've had about six Captain Morgans and it's midnight on Thursday night and I'm having a great time. I want to tell you guys what's going on here in Jacksonville. Old Dog is not going to be joining us. Um, he is in transit to Jacksonville right now, and I think due to 9-11 regulations or something like that, he's had to turn his cell phone off. So Old Dog is not going to be joining us for the show. It's going to be just me. And I know that uh, several of you are sighing with uh, despair right now. But I do have the keys to the victory, and I do have some notes for you about the Georgia-Florida game. You know, we are going to be teeing it up against Florida in Jacksonville here at Alltel Stadium at 3.30 on Saturday. It is going to be the CBS Game of the Week. Um, It's going to be a great game, guys. I tell you, on my way to Jacksonville today, I saw a huge turnout by Georgia fans. Despite the fact that there's a ton of tickets for sale on eBay and that Georgia hasn't had the kind of season so far that we've most of us have hoped for, I'm telling you, the fans are turning out. And I'm down here, and uh, the support looks really healthy, guys. There's lots of uh, flags and magnets and Georgia apparel. You know, the fans are up for this game. And everybody I talked to, uh, to a man, said that, um, you know, they think Georgia's got a chance. Everybody's putting Georgia in this game. Um, old dog is sorry that he can't be here, but, uh, we're going to have a good get, we're going to have a good show without him. So let's talk about this Georgia Florida game for a little bit. All right. The keys to the victory. Old dog wanted you guys to know that, um, that the key, as we all know, is going to be pressure on Chris Leak. The number one key to the game is going to be pressure on Chris Leak. Everybody knows that Chris Leak is, um, I mean, let's face it, he's a pretty boy quarterback. He's a pretty boy. When he's got time to throw, he can throw. But if you hit him and you hit him hard, he's pretty soft. And he will get, he he can be taken out of the game by some tough hits. Chris Leak is 28 and 12 as a starting quarterback, but if the defense gets to him, he can screw it up. He has never thrown an interception to a Georgia player. So, our primary key is going to be for the defense to step up and put pressure. We need Quentin Moses and Charles Johnson to bring a ton of pressure, as well as the interior defensive linemen have got to bring a ton of pressure on Chris Leak this Saturday. Number two, that and almost nearly as important, for me, my key to the victory is protect the ball. We need ball security. 
Matthew Stafford's thrown three interceptions. He threw three interceptions in the past two games. He threw three interceptions in the uh, South Carolina game. We cannot afford those kind of turnovers against this kind of team. Florida is very good with the ball. Urban Meyer knows what he's doing. He's running the offense. He's got Chris Leak and Tim Tebow as quarterbacks back there, a two-man tandem. And Tim Tebow is an excellent runner when he's in the game. Um, We're going to have to secure the ball. We've got to keep Florida from having that short field. We cannot afford to turn the ball over and give Florida a short field like we did against Mississippi State. So number one is pressure the quarterback. Number two is protect and secure the ball. Number three, accord, I mean, actually number two, according to Old Dog, is limit Florida in their yards after the catch. As you guys know, Florida has Dallas Baker, the touchdown maker, and that guy will eat us alive if we're not covering him, okay? We've got to limit his yards after the catch. He's going to catch some balls. He's going to be effective in the offense. What we've got to do as defensive backs for Georgia is limit his effectiveness after he catches the ball by limiting his yards and tackling him immediately. We can't give up big plays that Dallas Baker's making with his legs. So we're going to limit their yards after the catch. Number three, we need to control the ball. On offense, we need to take the ball. We need to run it and pass it with a with a good level of balance. We've got to get Danny Ware involved. We've got to get Craig Lumpkin involved, get them in their rhythm, get them pounding the ball up the middle between the tackles, and we've got to be able to throw the ball to Kenneth Harris, D'Amico Goodman. We need to get Mikey Henderson involved in the passing game. We've got to bring Mo Mass around as a receiver, get him to c- regain and recapture his former glory. We have got to control the ball as an offense. We've got to keep their offense off the field. This is going to be a tough game, dog fans. You all know it. We're a 14-point underdog. It's going to take a perfect set of execution on offense and defense for us to have a chance in this game. But Auburn showed us the way. Through a lot of heart, a lot of character, a lot of fire and passion, they showed us the way. And plus, with big special teams play, that's the fourth key to the victory for the Dogs, is big special teams play. We need Mikey Henderson returning punts. We need some blocked punts. We need some kickoff coverage. And we need some kickoff returns. We have got to be special on special teams. Old Dog also wanted you guys to know, in addition to all those things as keys to the victory, one other thing, two other things actually, is we've got to score touchdowns in the red zone. We've had problems, and Mark Rick has had problems, since he got to Georgia with red zone offense. Our touchdown percentage, our touchdown scoring percentage, has never been that good under Coach Rick. And we're going to need to play above our heads when it comes to touchdown percentage this weekend because of two reasons. One, we're going to have to score as many points as possible. You guys know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. With our defense playing the way it is, we need to expect to play as, to score as many points as possible. But secondly, we've got to score points because we don't have the greatest kicking game right now. Our kicker, Andy Bailey, he's not the starter. He's not the regular starter. He's adequate. He can get the he can get the job done. He's a good kicker, but he's not a great kicker. So we need to alleviate the pressure 
on Andy Bailey by scoring touchdowns and not asking him to kick 30, 35, 40, 45 yard field goals. So special teams have got to be special when they're called on. The defense has got to put pressure on Chris Leak. Our defense has got to stay alert and limit yards after the catch. And Matthew Stafford, Mo Mass, Danny Ware, Kenneth Harris, those guys have got to protect the ball. Ball security is key. Guys, those are the keys to the victory. I tell you, man, I'm sorry I'm not being funnier, but man, I've had a lot to drink. I feel like I'm just like struggling to get through this show. I know you guys are expecting a great pregame show, and I got to tell you, I'm sitting here by myself in this lobby, and uh, I'm a little freaked out by it all. But um, those are the keys to the victory, guys. You guys know what we've got to do. The support looks good. I went by the Bud Zone today at the, uh, you know, at the stadium. They had the uh, the the Jacksonville Bulldog Club meeting at the at the stadium tonight. Kevin Butler was there. He was signing autographs. The thing I'm most encouraged by is the fact that the fans seem to be up for this game. The fans that are here, the real fans that are here. You know, they're really excited about this game, guys. And I'm telling you, we do have a chance. But we're going to have to play perfect football. We're going to have to play absolutely perfect football. I want to take a little break here in a second. I'm going to come back and give you some more facts about the show. Old Dog's got a quote for you from Bill Stanfield all the way back from the 60s, guys. Something that's very important. I want to tell you something about what Quentin Moses said and something about what Bill Stanfield said back in 1966. So I'm going to take a quick break. And after the break also, we've got an exclusive interview And I know you guys are going to be excited about this. We've got an exclusive interview with Taylor Burns, the T-Retriever from the Mississippi State game. And we've got his comments on what he thinks, out of the mouths of babes, what he thinks is wrong with the Georgia Bulldog football team right now. So stay with us. We've got a quick little song here for the break. We'll be back in just a minute, guys. Okay, guys, I'm back. Now, we said earlier that defense and pressure on Chris Leak is going to be a key to this victory. You know, that's not a secret. Everybody knows that. Quentin Moses knows it. Charles Johnson knows it. Willie Martinez even knows it. And if you know, if Willie Martinez knows it, it can't be a secret. But earlier this week, on Monday, after the practice, guys, at the press conference, Quentin Moses said that he was confused. He said, if I had to sum up the Florida offense in one word, it would be confusing. Now, I'm here to tell you, dog fans, if Quentin Moses is confused on what he needs to do, on what his assignments are, that's a problem that Willie Martinez has got to address. Quentin Moses didn't just get confused. He didn't just forget how to play defense. He's used to a defensive coordinator like Brian Van Gorder that makes adjustments and relays them to a player like Quentin Moses on the field in real time. And he's not getting that kind of support out of Willie Martinez. And it's showing up in quotes like, I'm confused. Florida's Florida's offense is confusing. But let me tell you something, Quentin. 
and I know you and Charles Grant, and I even know, I mean, Charles Johnson, I know you guys listen to the show, and I know Will Mart listens to the show. Listen, Bill Stanfield, great defensive end from the University of Georgia, 1966. Listen up, guys. In 1966, the Florida Gators were ranked number seven in the country. The Bulldogs were unranked coming into the game. The Gators were 7-0 and on the season. The Bulldogs were 7-1. and Spurrier had just wrapped up the Heisman. And the Heisman was a lock for Steve Spurrier as quarterback for the Florida Gators. In the second half, Steve Spurrier threw three interceptions. And the Georgia defense held the Gators to 61 yards rushing. They talked to Bill Stanfield after the game. And he said... We made a decision at halftime that in the second half, Steve Spurrier was going down. He was going down on every play, whether it was before the pass was thrown, whether it was after the pass was thrown, whether it was before the handoff or after the handoff, on every single play, Steve Spurrier is going to be on his back. And you know what, dog fans? Steve Spurrier did not like that. You know that Steve Spurrier is a pretty boy, and you know that Chris Leak is a pretty boy. And I'm telling you, dog fans, and I'm telling you, Quentin Moses, if you get to Steve, if you get to Chris Leak, if you put Chris Leak on his back every single play, before he throws the ball, after he throws the ball, pound him. Pound him. Play after play after play. Just pound him. He is soft and he will make mistakes. He will get scared. He will start to worry. He'll start to hear footsteps. And it will tell on him. And we will have a chance, guys. But you've got to put the pressure on Chris Leak. He was in Athens last Saturday. You guys know Florida had Saturday, last Saturday off. They've had an open date ahead of the Georgia-Florida game for, I don't know, the umpteenth year. Georgia never gets an open date before the Florida game. We've played, you know, seven, eight, nine games in a row when we have to play Florida. We have to step up. We're the 14-point underdog. We've got to take control of our destiny. We can't let Chris Leak come into our house and see our plays. You know, the good news is... We didn't show him crap on defense last week. We certainly didn't tip our hand on defense last week by any means. So Chris Leak, I like to think Chris Leak wasted his trip to Athens last week. But we're going to have to put that kid on his back. Chris Leak is a pretty boy. He's soft in the middle. And if you put him on his can, he will make mistakes. Remember the words of Bill Stanfield. He's going down. Every play, whether he throws it or not, he's going on his butt. Bill Stanfield was a great dog. And guys, that's what we got to do to win this game. The dog fans are turning it out down here, guys. I'm telling you, I'm going to do some video. Old dog's on his way into Jacksonville. We're going to let you guys know what's really going on here in Jacksonville. We're going to video the bud zone. We're going to video at the landing. I wish you guys were here with me. Man, I'm having a good time. Six Captain Morgans, five Captain Morgans, I don't even know. But I'm telling you, we're having fun down here at the landing tonight. We're in the Omni right now. Man, I just wish you guys were here. I just wish you guys were here. It's awesome. Dog fans, 
You can call us at 706-534-1516. You can email us at dogcast at gmail.com. We gotta put pressure on Chris Leak. It's as simple as that. And if we don't do everything, if we don't limit our penalties, if we don't limit our turnovers, if we don't control the ball and put pressure on Chris Leak, control the ball on offense, pressure Chris Leak and limit yards after the catch, we can't win. But we have the personnel. We have the players. If you guys will step up, just step up and grab your destiny. Step up and be the team that we all know you can be. We're going to be there for you. We're going to cheer for you. We're not going to boo. We're going to cheer for the dogs. And we're going to win this football game on Saturday, guys. We're going to take another quick break. And right after this, we'll come back with an interview with our boy Taylor Burns. I'll let you tell, let him tell you what it was like to be on the sideline for the dogs to be a T retriever, and uh, let you tell, let him tell you what he thinks is wrong with the dogs. So stand by, dog fans. We'll be right back. I know I'm not as good without old dog. If I don't have old dog here, I'm just not nearly as funny. It's not nearly as lively. But I appreciate you guys listening. And I wish you guys were all here with us in Athens. We'll take a break. We'll be right back with Taylor Burns. T-Retriever extraordinaire. Okay, dog fans. I'm on the line now with... uh, Taylor Burns, the tea retriever extraordinaire, the guy who retrieved all the teas during the Georgia-Mississippi State game. Taylor, tell us what it was like, man, to be the tea retriever. Uh, it, was, it was just I was such an awe when I first heard about it, just because my dad loves to play a bunch of jokes on me, and I figured it was just another joke, but the next day I talked to the guy, and he said that my dad bid it on an auction online and got me it. And um, I was just like in awe. Well, let me ask you, do you, do you have any idea, uh, how much did your dad, how much did the auction cost? Do you know? No idea. I asked my dad, but he said that that was none of my business. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That sounds like something a dad would say, you know? Yeah. Um. So... How many how many kickoffs did you have to retrieve total? Let's see. Um, well, five in all because, yeah, five in all because I got the first kickoff when I kicked off Mississippi State at the beginning of the game. And then the um, three touchdowns. Hold on, that is six in all. Yeah, yeah, six in yeah. All. That would make sense. Yeah. Well, listen. Did you get to go in the uh, locker room, or were you were you just on the sideline for the whole game? I mean, what kind of special perks did you get? Um, we were just on the sidelines, but we got there like two hours early and just walked around, and it was just 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 all the players, seeing all the fans smiling yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I bet it was really cool, man. I bet that was super cool. Did yeah. you get to? Did you talk to any players? Uh, actually, yeah, I did. I talked to Milner, Thomas Brown, Stafford, um, Joe Tereshinsky, and Brandon Katu. Hey, that's cool. See, you got to talk to a lot of the guys, I guess, that are, that are hurt, right? 
Yeah, um, yeah. Like Martrez Milner, Branica too. They they weren't too busy during the game, were they? <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. Um, did you get your picture made with anybody? Did you get to you get your picture made with Coach Rick, or they take your picture um, on the field or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had some some guys. I don't know what, but um, they would take the picture of me running on the field and running off. I got a picture. One of my dad's friends is actually there, and um, he was a photographer, and he got a picture made with Saga. And um, um, I think, yeah, yeah, I got a coach with, uh, I got a picture with um, Marquez Milner and Thomas Brown. Man, that is really cool. Was your dad on the sideline with you the whole time? Yeah, 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 because I had to have a parental supervision or something like that. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes sense, dude. Well, you know, we had some listeners call in, and um, they were really excited about your performance. One guy said that if, you know, all the players had the kind of excitement and the energy level that you had, we probably wouldn't lose a game the rest of the year, you know? Yeah. Man, you really you really did a good job. You, you made us all really proud. Thank you. Well, I tell you, um, man, that's got to be like the highlight of your Georgia football career so far. Do, do you want to yeah. – are you planning on going to Georgia? Do you want to be a student there or maybe be a player? Um, yes, sir. Uh, for right now, I have the grades, but I don't know if they will keep going the way they are. Well, you know, you're, high school. you're in charge of your grades, man. You got to you got to get it done. Yeah. What about what about football? Do you play any football, little league, or anything? Uh, yeah, I play at my school, FPD Viking League. That's cool, man. That's really cool. Well, I tell you what, you really did a great job, and I know you being a listener of the show and being out there as a tea retriever, everybody in the Dogcast Nation was really proud of you, man. You really did a great job. So uh, thanks for being on the show, man. I really appreciate you talking to us. And, uh, hey, are you going down for the Georgia-Florida game? Um, no, we went the last two years, but my dad didn't get tickets this year, so that's cool. That's on the big screen. Well, how about this? Give me a score prediction, man. You think Georgia's going to win? What do you think the score is going to be? Sadly enough, I think the only way for us to win is if Florida gets cocky. Okay, so if you think maybe yeah. uh, maybe Florida reads too much of their own press, you know, and kind of gets yeah. the big head. You think we might? Yeah. You think we need to sneak up on them? I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you think? Uh, what do you think the score is going to be? Ah, that's a tough one. Maybe twenty-four to thirty-five. Twenty-four thirty-five. Yeah. And and of course, I know you think George is going to have the thirty-five, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, Taylor, thanks for talking to us. And uh, keep on listening to the Dogcast, man. Thanks for doing such a good job making us proud. Okay, so that was the first thing we talked about. And then listen to this. I kept talking to Taylor, and I said, Taylor, you know, tell me what you think about the game. And he said, well, let me tell you what I think's wrong with the team. And this is what he said. Um, the reason I think we've lost all these games is because there's no – senior leadership on the whole entire uh, – um, when I was on the sidelines, Georgia, um, Mississippi State quarterback, I think it was like Dean or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they were on the 20 with 16 seconds to go, and uh, there, there's nobody was serious. The only person that I saw was really focused on the game was Trey Battle. All the other guys are just joking around, doing what they wanted. 
So you think maybe they're just not they're just not they don't really care, huh? Nope. They don't seem like uh, it's it's not, it's not bothering them. They're not taking it seriously. Yeah. No, they're not. I tell you, I totally agree with you, Taylor. I totally agree with you. I think we just we just don't have a lot of players out there that really want it, you know. Yeah. And until we want it, we're not going to get it. <laughs> well, exactly. listen. So there it is, dog fans. Out of the mouths of the babes, they bring you the straight scoop from the sideline. Thanks, Taylor, for doing that doing that little bit for us on the show and giving us your insights about what you thought. Um, dog fans, from sea to shining sea, all the way around the globe, this is your global Bulldog football service, the number one podcast for Georgia Bulldog football, ranked in relevance and popularity by iTunes, your worldwide leader. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Sorry it was a one-man show tonight. I know exactly it wasn't exactly what you were looking for, and I'm doing the best I can while being uh, completely uh, imbibed. But anyway, I don't know if imbibes a word, but anyway, that's it. Uh, here's a couple audio comments. Remember, give us a call, 706-534-1516. Look for the video in the post game, Guys, we teed up at 3.30 on Saturday. Let's give them hell, dogs. Give them hell. This is Matt Booth from Lyons, Colorado. Dog cast nation listener. Since you guys started up, I'm flying out for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I'll be there, full red and black, rooting for the dogs. I know we've got a big, big game ahead of us. I know it's going to be hard. But you know what the difference between Georgia fans and all these other fans I hear, like, University of Colorado or South Carolina or Kentucky is, I don't care if we're doing well or if we're doing poorly, we still root for our team because we love these guys. Let's kick some butt. I hate Michael Adams. Bye-bye.